We'll start streaming. Welcome to Two Nerds in a Pod, everybody. Oh, I'm so unprofessional. I forgot to change the episode number, but that's okay. We're going to roll with it and <laughs> uh, and not worry about the small details. Mac, how was your week? Oh, first of all, I am, and I'm going to go ahead and say my first name. My name is Lom, but I go by Mr. Nice Guy 425 and uh, and I'm one of your co-hosts. Indeed, and I'm Andy, but I go by Maction on the internet. A fun story behind that name, but that'll have to wait till another episode where we don't have so much awesome stuff to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Let me send out the tweet that I just forgot to send. Okay, that is tweeted. <laughs> and Mac, tell me, how was your week, man? What's going on? It was uh, it was pretty all right. Let's see, what's going on? Um, wow. Um... So I lead an incredibly boring life, Mr. Nice Guy. No, no. Uh, yes, yes, I know. I know, hard to believe, but uh, but I do lead a pretty boring life. Uh, however, uh, I've had a pretty interesting week. Um, the wife and I took a spontaneous trip to um, a larger city 50 miles away, um, where on the shelf of a Best Buy calling to me was a... Uh, um, an RX 480 graphics card. Nice. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to treat myself. There and you so go. I bought it. And I put it inside my computer, and now my computer went from, I guess, what, one gigabyte of DDR3 RAM to four or to eight gigabytes of GDDR4. Nice. Which, sorry, GDDR5. So it's, uh, so it's pretty cool. It will make uh, playing emulators like, uh, you know, like an NES emulator, really pop. If you were the type of person who played NES emulators. Well, I do, actually, on rare <laughs> occasion. I've, mostly, I've got, the, uh, I've, I've got the, you know, I've got the hardware just right here off the camera here to the left. So that's, you know, so that's good. But, uh, but, but yeah, occasionally there are some games that I do need to emulate. I gotcha. Okay. Well, dude, it sounds like you had a good week. Now, I mean, really, you're kind of kidding because emulators don't need that much more. Yeah, no, they, they really don't. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I have almost no reason to get this card aside from the fact that it's um, it's one of those cards where it's like the price point combined with I know I'm going to build a new computer in the next year or so, yeah, yeah. and if I get a good solid video card now like this one, then I can you know move that up to the you know to the yeah. new computer and it'll still be good. So it's just one of those things where it's kind of like I like to I like to bridge the gap. I like to upgrade in steps, and so it makes this- sense. It makes sense, and that's smart, man. Well, I'm glad, dude. Best Buy is the place to get stuff. I I like Best Buy most of the time, not always, but sometimes. Yeah. Well, it was it was all right to me this time. Good, I'm glad. I just wish I didn't have to drive 50 miles to get my hands on a Best Buy. Yep, I remember the I remember those days. I remember. Now but, you in Chicago, you've got your hands on there's, everything. There's Best Buys everywhere, and they even sell pizza. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Uh, welcome to the stream, you guys. For those of you guys who are just getting in here, we have someone in here watching the Cubs game at the same time as watching this. That's multitasking. High five to you, sir. Ten cool points for that. Uh, my week was okay. I really have no exciting stories to share. I didn't buy anything awesome for my PC. Uh, stand-up is still going well. Work is busy. Life is good with the kids. I got a good amount of gaming in. Oh, and I guess one thing that's kind of exciting is we are officially on iTunes. I don't think I mentioned that uh, 
last time because we weren't on iTunes yet. But now we are on iTunes. You can search for us there, Two Nerds in a Pod. We have the first three episodes up. This is episode four. Also, I got my personal comedy website up. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I may post that in the description of this uh, this episode. But other than that, boring week. Mac, shall we get right into the news, my friend? I think so. It's such a good it's such a good week. How can we not? Let's jump right in. Well, uh first story, let's talk about Pokemon for a minute, you guys. Uh this is on GameSpot.com, written by Tamor Hussein. It says Pokemon Sun and Moon demo out now has been data mined for new monster info. If you guys don't know what data mined means, you're about to know. The, the article says the Pokemon Sun and Moon demo is available now and has been data mined for new information. The findings have been laid out in a series of YouTube videos and include everything from item sprites to information on new abilities and brand new monsters. According to the data mine, there's 800 Pokemon in Sun and Moon. To avoid spoilers, we won't mention specifics here, so if you want to find out about some of the new Pokemon, and as of yet announced, Alol- I can't pronounce that word, Alolan forms, you can watch the videos. Scrolling past the videos, it goes on to say, in the Pokemon Sun and Moon demo, which is available on the eShop now, players will have Greninja on their roster. It can become Ash Greninja, and you can transfer it to the full game. Ash Greninja was previously seen alongside Ash in the Pokemon series XYZ animated TV show, which my kids love, and I love as well. The game is scheduled to come out November 18th. So, Mac, this is this is a pretty big deal to me. Um, they released a demo of the game. People looked at the programming, essentially. That's what data mining means. And they were able to determine how many Pokemon will be in the final product of the game, or final version of the game, uh, in addition to some of the items that will be in the game. What do you think about this, man? Is it, is it spoilers? Is it uh, intuitive? What are your thoughts? Um, well, uh, very little about, uh, about data mining is ever really that intuitive. But, um, uh, but nonetheless, I, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that the game, the demos that they release, um, unless they plan on changing everything over, they've got to keep most of the skeleton of the game in there. And, uh, and, and so, I mean, uh, hats off to the people who decided to go ahead. And now, I'm no stranger to trying to uh, get your hands on stuff early, so I don't really see it at as it as spoilers and something i want to cover actually this kind of ties into something later from uh, from gaming history uh but uh, but i really don't feel like that's much of a spoiler trying to uh to investigate and look at these things early but 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 i'll i'll leave that for later yeah as a side note you mean i mean there have been times in the past when i believe it was street fighter 5 that came out and uh, people data mined essentially, and realized that the future DLC for the game was already on the initial disc, and that did cause some controversy. Now, I don't know if that's something Nintendo's planning on doing. They're not the best DLC company um, when it comes to that. But uh, potentially, maybe they were going to have 750 Pokemon released in the first version, and then later release 50 as DLC. If that was their plan, now everyone's going to know, and they're going to be angry. So... Um, it, I guess it's cool to get information in advance, cool to get information early, does kind of ruin the marketing strategy for the company, but I think that eventually companies will kind of change the way that they do this, um, and maybe not have everything on the initial disc, but start doing day one patches that are huge, uh, to, to add that additional data. So we'll see. Anyway, moving on in the news, let's talk about esports. This is on VG24.com. Um, I'll just read the article rather than reading the spoiler title. 
It says YouTube Red, that thing you might pay for if years of pre-roll hadn't numbered your brain to advertising so thoroughly you don't even register it anymore, is making a push for TV competitive original programming, and that includes squarely targeting some core demographics. The results of this strategy, according to Variety, include a sitcom about an esports led by Dan Harmon. The show doesn't seem to have a title yet, but it is described as a half-hour scripted comedy series starring David Avidi, David Avidan and Aaron Hansen of the Game Grumps fame. Quote, the show follows a newly formed team of esports players trying to make it to the top in a cutthroat world of competitive gaming, according to the report. So not a Wreck-It Ralph style of thing with League of Legends characters duking it out against Team of Fortress 2 squads. Harmon is best known as the original creator of NBC's Community, although he was replaced as producer for later seasons and the co- as the co-creator. Oh, and he's also known as the co-creator of Adult Swim's Rick and Morty. So, uh, Mac, would you watch a show about an esports team trying to make it big? A scripted show, not a documentary. I think I, I would have to see. Basically, when somebody comes to me and they say, hey, Mac... I've got this show that I think is cool. You should watch it. I give it pilot plus three, bare minimum, and then I make the decision. So I'm going to have to see pilot plus three. Well, let's, but let's let's talk based on the premise, though. Based on the on premise. the premise, yeah. Based on the premise, eh, I might give it a look. I probably would rather. I'll probably wind up waiting until somebody recommends it to me sure. first, because you know, then then I'm just saving time. You know, one one filter, one filter. I need a recommendation. First. Okay, fair enough, dude. For me, almost anything uh, esports gaming related, I think is cool. Now, I will say that I did not like Video Game High School. Um, that was a mm, YouTube series that later made it onto Netflix, and it just wasn't my thing. It was too cheesy for me. Uh, it, it felt fake, uh, and not like this is scripted, so it must be fake. Just fake, not not authentic. So I couldn't get into that, but this I'm excited for. He has success making community. Let's see if he can have success making something totally different. Next news story. Uh, let's keep it. Uh, let's keep it on the esports topic, you guys. This involves Kobe Bryant, one of the greatest basketball players to ever play the game. This is on thescoreesports.com. Uh, in an interview with Malik Forte and Michelle Morrow on Bleacher Report's eStream on October 11th, Echo Fox's Rick Fox said that another former Laker could possibly be making the jump into esports. When jokingly asked whether he was really or whether he was trying to get his newly retired ex-teammate, former Lakers shooting guard Kobe Bryant, into esports, Fox replied the topic had actually come up between them. Quote, I think Kobe is aware of what is moving here in the ecosystem with some of his peers. He doesn't have a deaf ear or a blind eye to this. We had some conversations with this. If I had to suspect, Kobe is not far off making his own move, Fox said. He's obviously welcome. Always. This is this phrased funny. It says he's obviously welcome always to be part of our world in any way, any capacity he'd want to be. We love adding him to our group, but I know Kobe. I know him. Fox said... As much in a June interview at E3, saying the two had scheduled a meeting to talk esports, and it goes on to say he'd love to get him involved. Blah blah blah. Now we know Shaquille O'Neal has an esports TV show, and that he sponsors an esports team as well. Um, real athletes, Mac. We have real, legitimate athletes, not just scrubs, but some of the best athletes of all time investing in esports. What do you think about that? Now, Good for them. No, I'm, I'm setting you up. I'm, I'm throwing you a lob right now. What do you think okay. about that based on some other people who we've talked about in the past that maybe think esports is not a legitimate thing? 
We have athletes who, who maybe are saying otherwise. Well, the fact of the matter, curling. Curling is an Olympic recognized sport. Yep, it is. I don't know. I don't know if uh, if if esports uh, will ever be recognized as an Olympic sport. I, I somehow doubt it's going to take at least twenty more years before that happens. I'm sure. But nonetheless, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is is that people enjoy it. People enjoy watching it. Yeah. People enjoy watching it competitively competitively and in spite of the various feelings that certain individuals might have um the fact that there is money to be made in presenting this as a uh, as an actual sport is kind of taking the edge off you know kind of taking the decision away from them yeah um more and more people are recognizing that that's where the money is and that's where they're going so traditional so, gatekeepers yeah. can't keep people out anymore Exactly. And, you know, that's not the only place where traditional gatekeepers aren't really, you know, aren't really staying there, but it is one of them. And uh, it's probably going to continue to be that way. I have no idea how far esports can ride um, as far as in this direction, but it's clear that it's not that. I mean, what do we have? We have two different television companies that, like, you know, TV networks that actually own esports teams now. One of, one of which is ESPN. One of which is ESPN. Uh, then there might be three or so. Yeah. But nonetheless, there are there are actual you know television uh, networks that own esports teams. Uh, plenty of sponsorships. So you know yeah. it's it's not quite there yet, but it's pretty close to and, being and to make, having arrived. And they're making a lot of money doing it now. In keeping with the sports and with the athlete theme, even though we're talking about gaming, uh, Mac, I know you had a, a news story you wanted to share. Uh, I do, and and I, I do need to apologize in advance. I might feel a little bit uh, passionate about this. Let's hear it. Um, so, uh, does the name Kurt Schilling ring a bell to anyone, by chance? Yeah, baseball pitcher. Yeah, baseball pitcher. Um, he's more well-known in the gaming community, um, you know, in the gaming-specific community, as uh, having... Uh, having been the CEO of a video game company called 38 Studios um, that failed. Um, Specifically, it failed and took taxpayer money with them because 38 Studios, a few years back, accepted a loan of $75 million from the state of Rhode Island to set up a video game company in Rhode Island, which he did. Um, he then proceeded to, uh, uh, well, I, I'll, I'll try to avoid judgments here, but the company failed and took that $75 million with them. The estimated loss to the state of Rhode Island's taxpayers was $110 million wow. Wow. You know, because they didn't wind up paying back the loans, so they lost out on interest and so on and so forth. So... Schilling, shortly after the closure of 38 Studios, did take the blame rather publicly for the bankruptcy, saying, I'm the CEO, there's no one else to blame, you know, the buck stops with me, until he started passing the buck later on. This was shortly before the investigation. He started saying things like, the uh, Congress people from Rhode Island don't want me to succeed. Rhode Island doesn't want me to succeed in this anymore. For those of you who don't know, 38 Studios was working on developing an MMO, just 
as an FYI. Um, not a game, you know, not a genre typically known for its high return rate. As a matter of fact, a good deal of MMOs have struggled to actually uh, to actually keep themselves afloat. Uh, the majority of them do. We just know of a few that do really well. Um, and uh, 38, many of the 38 studios' um, employees, particularly the vice president, have very publicly described how Schilling is responsible for the company's failure for not being a part of, uh, you know, for not really being realistic about what could and couldn't be accomplished. And lastly, um, Schilling did an interview earlier today that sure. really uh, that really bothered me. Let's hear um, it wherein he ta- decided to talk once again about uh, how he's going to run for Congress. Because as we all know, what we need more of in Congress are people who can't be realistic and who, uh, and who cost taxpayer people money. Check and check. Um, so, uh, so Schilling, uh, in this interview, as he was talking about it, was asked about this whole fiasco and uh, was asked if he wanted to apologize to the taxpayers of Rhode Island for screwing them out of money, to which he said that he didn't need to apologize because he didn't break the law. This I understand. Mac's about to throw the hammer down. However, I just would like to point out that, uh, that yes, um, during the investigation that concluded in July of this year, the Rhode Island Attorney General concluded that there was not sufficient evidence for criminal charges. However, if you actually read the Rhode Island Attorney General's comments, it basically boils down to, we can't charge him as a criminal because being stupid is not illegal. Um, I encourage you to look up what the Rhode Island Attorney General has said about Kurt Schilling, and that's basically what it boils down to. craziness. Yes, being stupid is not illegal, and I uh, would just like to say, in uh, in in this time of uh, of consideration where people are 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 going out, getting ready to vote, and things like that, that I don't think I would vote for this man if I was in the state of Massachusetts where he's running. I would not vote for this guy if for no other reason than uh, than than just that. I don't need to apologize because what I did wasn't illegal. So, wow. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I won't buy any games that his company makes in the Well, future. his company doesn't exist. Yeah, that's true. If he ever formed another yeah. one, I would not buy the games. Unless they are really awesome. No, I'm just kidding. I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't support him on principle. Um, well, good. Now, I want to hear your guys' thoughts in the chat on that. Some people are saying don't blame Schilling. Blame also the politicians who handed the money to him. Fair enough. And I totally get that. After all, an MMO, I would never give money to a uh, to a group that was making an MMO, um, mostly because I don't think it would ever get... I would never invest as an investor. Um, so yes, it is absolutely on the state of Rhode Island. Um, however, you know, th- there was some sort of reasonable expectation that uh, that you could... I don't know, not run the company into the ground in the first little while so that you could actually make good on some of your debts. Sure. I, I don't know. Yeah, but, I, feel uh, I totally feel you, man. So I apologize. No, I'm glad. I, want, I like the passion. I like the anger. <laughs> you could be a lawyer. Uh, we have, we have uh, just a couple more news stories, guys, and then we'll keep the things moving. I hope you guys are having fun. This is Two Nerds in a Pod, the nerdiest podcast in the galaxy. Uh, I am Mr. Nice Guy Four Two Five. Mac is my co-host, and let's keep it moving. So we have another news story on Kotaku. Uh, this is about Valve. It says a few. Oh, and by the way, it's written by just so I can give props. 
written by Nathan Grayson. It says, a few months ago, Valve finally got around to cracking down on Counter-Strike skin gambling, a sketchy secondary market potentially worth billions of dollars. The saga, however, is far from over. Valve is now facing potential criminal charges from the Washington State Gambling Commission. A couple weeks ago, the Washington State Gambling Commission said that Valve had until October 14th to, quote, respond and explain, unquote, how Steam, despite all the recent gambling controversy, is now in compliance with state gambling laws. After missing their initial deadline to respond, Valve has issued a lengthy letter. And by the way, Mac, were you going to share this later? No, no, no. Okay, good, good. I just thought about it. Good. After missing their initial deadline to respond, blah, 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 I read that part. Uh, they issued a lengthy letter against assertions that skin betting, which led to an unre- unregulated gambling market where minors were able to participate with little hassle, was in any way they're doing. It's similar to the Kurt Schilling thing, although I think this is, is different in that all Valve really did was create the game. People chose to take it to the next level and, and turn it into gambling. That's my stance on it. But regardless, Valve may be in some deep water, so go download all your Valve games now before they potentially are gone forever. I'm exaggerating, but uh, that's one of our news stories. Now let's wrap it up with this. I have several more news stories, but let's let's just wrap it up with a big one. Uh, this one is on Game Informer, and uh, I'll just read it. It's written by Matt Burtz. It says, We've waited years for Rockstar to announce its first gaming title. Fully dedicated to the processing power of the current console generation. Today, Rockstar revealed Red Dead Redemption 2, 2, 2, 2, that was an echo, is heading to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in fall of 2017. Now, if you're hyped for this, put the word hype in the chat. I'm curious who's excited. According to the press release, Red Dead Redemption 2 is, quote, an epic tale of life in America's unforgiving heartland. The game's vast and atmospheric world will also provide the foundation for a brand new online multiplayer experience, unquote. It then goes on to say, with Red Dead Redemption 2, the team is working hard to push forward our vision for interactive entertainment in a truly living world, said Sam Hauser, founder of Rockstar Games. We hope to deliver players an epic experience that builds upon everything we've learned from making games. The trailer is scheduled to go live at 11 a.m. Eastern on Thursday, October 20th. Now, for those of you guys who played Red Dead Redemption, uh, you know how great it is. It's, it's to me, one of my top, I'm going to say top three gaming experiences on the Xbox 360. Top three, Mr. Nice Guy? Top three. I would, I would wow. probably, it's tough. I'd probably, I'd probably say, you know, Portal 2, and I'd probably say Red Dead Redemption, and I don't know what the third game would be. Maybe Fallout 3. I had There were so many good games. Um, maybe Batman Arkham City. I don't know. There were, there were too many good ones. Um, but, I, you know, this, this game, it, it ended really, really well. And then they kept the story going by having, you know, zombie DLC. By, and, you know, spoiler alert, if anyone has not played the game already, I'm going to spoil the ending for you. The protagonist dies at the end. And you eventually go on to play as his son. Now, his son, Jack, was annoying as heck. So I really, really hope that in the sequel, we are not playing as John Marston's annoying son with that scratchy voice. Um, but I, I, you know, I think that, that Rockstar does a really good job of not, overplaying, or not overproducing games. Um, you know, we get a new Grand Theft Auto every five years. Red Dead Redemption came out in 2010, and the new one's not coming out until 2016 or excuse me, 2017 fall. 
Uh, Bully, great game, rumored to have a sequel coming out. It came out forever ago, and we, we don't even know if we're going to get a sequel or when it will be. So, I mean, they, they, they put a lot of time into their games. The single player of Red Dead Redemption was one of the best single player experiences I ever had. Additionally, the multiplayer experience was so immersive with probably 20 different game modes of different things you could do, but the community was not divided. I remember sitting around with friends, playing Liar's Dice, playing poker in-game for hours. Just just messing around, just having fun. And that wasn't even riding horses and shooting people. That was just a side game. So I, I really hope that Rockstar does a good job with this. I know they will, and I'm excited for it. Um, those, those are my thoughts on Red Dead. We may talk about it a little more later. Um, but I, I'm really excited to see what they do. I hope that it has a long lifespan. It's hard to find a game today that's not an eSports game that has a long lifespan, and I hope Red Dead is an exception, Red Dead 2. So we will see. And that's the end of gaming news. Awesome. Well, Mr. Nice Guy, Red Dead Redemption, it shall never be said, died of faint praise because, right. heck, you almost make me want to go out and play. You almost make me want to go out by the console <laughs> so that I can play Red Dead Redemption, Mr. Nice Guy. Hats off to you, sir. And a lot of people seem to really enjoy it in the chat. Great well, game. I, I think... I think I might have a little something that people will equally enjoy Let's hear in it. the chat as we move into our next segment. Yes, indeed, that is gaming history. History. I have. I, I'm going to start on the biggest bombshell, and uh, just because I can't contain myself anymore today, today, back in 1985, saw the North American release. Of the Nintendo Entertainment System, everybody. Yes. The NES was released today, 31 years ago, in 1985. Um, of course, we all know about the video game crash that really preceded the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, we, we all know uh, uh, about the, the history of things that made the NES such a runaway success especially in light of all the other problems that video games uh, that video games were were having at the time um, and of course we would hardly be here without the meteoric rise of the Nintendo Entertainment System when everything else was just failing to right. catch on Absolutely in, right. in there. Now, this is not... I'm not talking about the release of the Famicom because that was earlier this year, but the actual North American release of the NES today, 31 years ago, the release in New York. Now, that does mean, of course, that things like um, Ice Climber and all of those games that launched with the, uh, that launched with the Nintendo... Uh, also turn 31 today, but uh, but this is there, and it's just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. One of the greatest consoles of all time, I think. I feel I agree. I mean, I am I'm still playing through the games that I never got to play the first time around, and I am still being pleasantly surprised each and every day that I flip on this Nintendo right here, Mister Nice Guy. Your Nintendo. Max that taking I flip care it on of it for me. Play. Yes, indeed. I am. I'm taking care of it for you. Um, so we do have that. Now, um, then we move on to the next one. This one's a little bit more. These next. Uh, these next three are are a little bit more personal in that I don't know if everybody else will love them, but they're certainly games that have meant a lot to me cool. in uh, in the past. But back in 1993, we saw the release of a game, a shareware game called Cosmos Cosmic Adventure. 
Um, for those of you who don't know, shareware used to be what they would do is they would uh, essentially send out like one part of the game, just like the first episode. Games were very often done episodically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they'd send that out. You would be able to get your hands on it. It'd be freely distributed and distributable. And uh, you were supposed to call in and send a uh, send a check in order to get yourself a uh, uh, to get yourself the full version of the game. Um, now, Cosmos Cosmic Adventure is one of those games that I had the full version of. I don't remember how. I, I don't. Re- uh, one, I'm sure one of my older siblings must have shelled out for it, but uh, it was released on DOS, Cosmos Cosmic Adventure, and it was it was fantastic. It was very much like um, it was very much like many of the other side-scrolling platformers of the day. You played an alien. He had suction cups for hands. And uh, in very Mario, Mario fashion, he could only uh, stomp on enemies, um, and that was his primary uh, method of fighting back. And that—that's Cosmos Cosmic Adventure, 1993 for DOS. Uh, this next one's probably going to be a bit better known to everybody, uh, but Sonic and Knuckles, of course, released in 1994 for the Sega Genesis. This was the first game that I ever uh, interacted with that you could actually modify other games by using them together. For those of you who don't know, this Genesis cartridge had a slot in top so that you could plug in another game to Sonic & Knuckles. No, I didn't Um, even know this. I'm learning (laughs) stuff now. So what you could do is you could play the other other Sonic titles. I think it was only Sonic 2 and Sonic 3, but you could play through them as Knuckles rather than as Sonic and Tails. And it was really, uh, really kind of fun. I kind of always felt like uh, like Knuckles m- turned on easy mode because you could glide across the screen. Yep. Um, so it was, it was really, really fun. And it was it was kind of uh, early on because, uh, because the Sega Genesis was the first game console I purchased. I bought it at a yard sale. And, uh, and it came with Sonic and Knuckles, and nice. uh, later on got Sonic 2. I had heard about it, I plugged that in, and was just floored that, uh, that you could have one game modify another game. Um, and, you know, there were other things that, of course, I shouldn't have been so surprised, but that was certainly a big shock for me. Um, and then this last one, this past week in, uh, in the past, specifically in the year 2000, we saw a special release for the Game Boy, um, and that would have been Pokemon Gold and Silver. Now, I don't quite remember the North American release of Pokemon Gold and Silver, going back to what we were talking earlier about with going through the code, because when Gold and Silver launched in Japan, a friend of mine and I, we paid money to import the cartridges from Japan, still in Japanese, and we learned enough Japanese to play Pokemon Gold and Silver. That's epic. Um, and by trial and error, in a lot of ways, we would be like, oh, dang, do we want to learn this move? Um, I don't know. Good thing I saved immediately before this battle, because we saved before every battle. It's like, oh, he's evolving? Um, let's see. He learns a new move. Uh, should we do it? Okay. And then we tried it out in the next battle and be like, dang it, no, this is, this is crap. This is like Tail Whip crud and then we'd restore our save we basically stumbled through that game by trial and error thank goodness thank goodness that we uh that that um numbers were still the same so someone would be like incomprehensible text and it would say 19 and it's like oh man 
Maybe he's talking about Route 19. Route 19's just to the north of here. I saw the sign on the way in. And so that's how we knew where to go. We would follow Route 19 to the next thing. So, um, yes, maybe maybe a bit of dedication, but uh, but it was certainly... Um, uh, it, it was it was certainly fun for us, and uh, and hey, I had a good time. So when the release finally came to North America of Gold and Silver, right, I actually didn't really uh, didn't really care all that much because I'd seen it all. It was like, eh, Gold and Silver, you guys are freaking about freaking out about the legendary Pokemon. Pa, that was <laughs> so four months ago. Um, which was, you know, which was kind of fun. That's my little hipster Mac coming out there. But, uh, but yeah, nonetheless, that's it. These, this past week, we've seen the release of the NES, Cosmos Cosmic Adventure, Sonic and & Knuckles, and Pokemon Gold and & Silver. Nice. Now, if you guys have a favorite gaming moment from this week that you're aware of in history, let us know in the chat. Mac is a dedicated gamer. I agree with you, people in the chat. Um... Now, Mac, are we on to our viewer question? Is that where we're at right now? Um, uh, yes, we are indeed on to our viewer question. All right, guys, it's time for the question of the week. Now, we take questions, at least one each week, from you guys, from our viewers, from people who we know, to talk about on the show. If you'd like to submit a viewer question, you can type them in the chat right now. We'll use them next week. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at nice guy gaming for myself or Maction for Mac M A C K T I O to the N, and uh, and we will review the questions and answer them. This week's story comes from Shy Wifey, who is my in real life wife. Um, she wants to know if you could be the voice of any video game character, who would it be? Now I feel like we can make this a little more broad. You can just give a character type if you want to. You can say, you know, I'd want to be the such and such, the lead man, the leading lady, whatever it may be, whatever type of character you'd want to be. Or you can pick a specific game that you like that has a voice actor that sucks, maybe, or a game that doesn't have a voice actor where you think you could spice up the game. So it's open, Mac. I'll let you field this one first. What game would you voice act for? Wow, Mr. Nice Guy, this is a really tough question. I, I don't know as I've, as I've got anything. Uh, well, no, you know what? I've got one. I've got one, Mr. Nice Guy. If I were able to voice any character from any game, um, I would like to be the voice actor for Mega Man. I knew it. I knew he's, it. He's I knew my it. favorite. I'm sorry. I know I'm so predictable, but I love Mega Man so much, and that's where I would want to be. I would want to be. Rem- I would want to be the voice of Mega Man. That that would be my. Oh gosh, I, I could die happy. Now here's my here's my uh, my question. This is the follow up, and this is where it gets fun, ladies and gentlemen. What type of things would Mega Man say? That's what I want to know. And you can feel free to go ahead and voice act it out right now. What what kind of phrases would he say? What kind of phrases would Mega Man say? Yeah, it doesn't have to be a catchphrase. Ooh, but um, what kind of things would he say? Well, he would say stuff like, I'm on it, Dr. Light. Or um, <laughs> or he'd say stuff like, um, he, would do, he would do horrible puns, because that's just me. Um, it would uh, it, definitely, he'd give horrible puns, like, uh, um, like after defeating, you know, uh, 
flame man or whatever, he'd be like, looks like it's just all hot air. Or, you know, uh, stuff like that. It's, uh, or, um, <laughs> or, it, it, you know, or, or like beating air man. You couldn't, you couldn't, uh, oh, huff and puff, but you can't blow this house down. Or, you know, anything's like that. He would give, he would deliver puns, and, uh, and, and, that's, and that's what he'd do. And I would love to be the pun voice of, or, or the, the voice of Mega Man delivering those puns. I imagine him having an Ash Ketchum type mannerism, type cadence when he's talking. Like, I, I can't even put it into words where he's like, guys, we have got to go do this right now. And then the music starts playing like I guess that's Street Fighter music, but but that's just how I hey, imagine him. Hey, Giles goes with everything, Mister Nice Guy. Yeah, like what would he say? What would he say? You know how when Mega Man dies, he turns into those little bits and they fly all over the screen. And what would he say when he dies? Yeah, he would say, "Why is Capcom actively trying to kill my franchise? I still have three lives, 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 stuff like that." Thanks, that's what I thanks for that one, Galvatron. That's what I imagine. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd definitely be. I, I think it'd just go ah, and then that'd that'd be it. I mean, I could ham it up. I would ham it up for Capcom. Capcom, if you're paying attention, I am. I am more than willing to voice Mega Man. Just saying, call me. Yeah, Capcom, hit him up. Hit him up. He could even. I bet you'd even be willing to do the. Uh, what's it called when they put like all those little uh, dots on your body? The motion capture. Oh yeah, I'd do motion capture. Absolutely. And you have a Mega I Man costume. Wear, I will wear a spandex suit covered in ping pong balls. No question. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. Okay, so anyway, that's Max. Mac would do. And for the rest of you people in the chat who are here, who would you play if you could be a video game character, if you could voice act a video game character? Now, for me, there's, there's a few. I think it would be fun to be Sam Fisher uh, and, and add some comic relief. That's that's one, just because I love Splinter Cell so much, um, and I love espionage. But I don't know if I'd be serious enough uh, for it to work. Now, the, my ideal character, just a character type, is like the nerdy black friend uh, of of uh, of whoever the protagonist is, like the comic relief. You know what I mean? I see myself doing that, like making some cheesy comments and like pointing out all the flaws in everyone's potential plan. Being like, but guys, guns don't shoot underwater. And they'd be like, this is a video game. Stop being so contrary. Like, I would be that guy. I would be the guy who uh, who's just there to make people laugh. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. To me, that's it. Uh, now, I don't see myself ever being like a really melodramatic video game character, but just the comic relief, just the nerdy sidekick. Um, or the nerdy protagonist, whatever whatever they want me to do. You know, uh, not Valve, uh, Bethesda. I know you often have a diverse cast in your games. I'd love to play one of the side characters who, you know, you go into their house and they give you some some gear and I give I give sarcastic comments along the way. That's my ideal character. Great viewer question. And uh, and that was our viewer question of the week. Now in the chat we have people saying Solid Snake, someone else says Solid Snake, Leisure Suit Larry, someone says. Okay, fair enough. We- Keep those coming. And we'll go ahead and move on to our next segment. Indeed, our next segment is Kick or Kickstart. This is the segment of the show where what we do is we present what we've seen on Kickstarter um, or other crowdfunding uh, areas that may have caught our eye. And we ask you, 
the viewers whether or not you think we should kickstart this project or we should kick, as in kick it to the curb. So the one that we have for you today is called Tyler Model 005. And with a, uh, with a, with a name like that, you might be expecting um, for this to be about like a robot, and you would be correct. Absolutely correct. That's right. It is about a small robot named Tyler, model number 005. Um, and basically, the gim gimmicks here are kind of cool. For starters, Tyler as, is a small robot. I've, I've put the uh, link to the Kickstarter in the chat, so if you feel like going to check it out, you can. So, um, so he's a small robot. He's only, oh, I don't know... Um, you know, about about as big as a controller or so. A little bit bigger than a cell phone in size. Um, it's set in the 1950s, and what's most important about it is that you, the, the character um, of Tyler that you play as this little robot, is trying to navigate his environment and trying to find his, uh, trying to find his maker. His creator is gone. So, uh, Things, small things like pencils or coffee mugs, coffee mugs, coffee mugs can become weapons. Um, but bigger things, normal household items like a couch, might become something that you've got to you know, traverse. Um, this, of course, is kind of appealing to me. Number one, because uh, you know, it's it's a, a sort of you know, sort of area that I haven't seen too much. I haven't seen too much being Thumbelina-sized, trying to, you know, uh, navigate around things. But it is a 3D platformer, so this should be quite a bit of fun. In the screenshots and the stuff that's available, it looks very much like they're going for a sort of Ocarina of Time type of uh, type of feel okay. to the combat and such. I which, already uh, know what my to vote's going to be. I already know, but I won't spoil it. And... And here's what's especially also fun is that you, uh, your mechanic as a robot, you need to be charged. So you are actually charged in sunlight um, and can run down your batteries. Um, so you need to find light, find sunlight, not just to navigate, but also to keep yourself charged and going, which adds a sort of a sort of timed uh, component to it. You know what I mean? You can't stay in the shadows for too long. Um, but... Most uh, importantly, for me, for me, Maction, is that uh, in order to get a digital copy of the game, it's uh, 15 bucks to get an early bird uh, digital copy. Um, and, but the, well, I should say, but the most important, the single most important item about it is that there is available a playable demo that you can download. It's a, a must-have for Maction. Try it out. It's a must-have for me. Not having a playable demo because earlier, uh, you may recall, last episode we talked about that. Uh, we talked about that um, that that game that had a lot of promise. It looked great. It is even fully funded, by the way. That one Ember that we talked about last time, fully completely funded because okay. it has a lot of uh, it has a lot of potential. But it's still a deal breaker for me personally because there's not a playable demo ready to go, and I am unwilling in this day and age to put down money on something where you don't even have some amount of core frame rate, rate framework completed. But Tyler has itself, it does have a playable demo that you can download, and so I encourage you guys to give it a look. Uh, but So my vote for this is kickstart it. Let's kickstart this game. And here's the part where you guys get to be uh, part of the process. We want you to vote in the chat. Either say kickstart it if you think it deserves to be kickstarted. Doesn't mean you have to donate. 
Doesn't mean we're going to donate. We just want your opinion. Kickstart it if you think it's worthy of being kickstarted. If you think it's trash, say kick it. Kick it to the curb. So let's vote. I'm going to go with kick it to the curb. And here's really? my reasoning, okay. just glancing at the page. The whole go premise ahead. of a robot in the 1950s that is this functional is something that I just cannot suspend my disbelief over. Uh, this is a little bit over the top. Now, granted, is Batman over the top? Yeah. But, I mean, if you're going to make something that's in a certain historical period, at least make it something that's feasible. Uh, that's just my stance on it. It's not something that I I would donate to, not something that I necessarily care to see kickstarted. So I'm going to say we kick this one to the curb, but that's just me. Okay, so I say kickstart it. Mr. Nice Guy says kick it. What do you guys think? Kick, kick it, it punt or it. kickstart it punt it across the field into the garbage can, never to be seen again, punt it into the galaxy where it can explode and become space garbage because it's not my thing. Uh, someone says kick it because it's unauthentic. I'm curious why you think it's unauthentic, even though I agree it should be kicked. I want to get your opinion. Oh, uh, I, I think that's just agreeing with you, Mr. Nice Guy, following your oh, lead, okay. Okay, saying that enough. it's unauthentic to the time period. Understood, understood. Cool. Well, while people are voting, I say we uh, we keep the show moving along. Absolutely. I believe, Mr. Nice Guy, you've got a dummy for us, don't I you? Do. We have a dummy of the week, the section of the show where we talk about the dumbest people in tech and gaming. And we all get smarter by hearing about it. Today's story, I don't feel like anything can top the dummy that we had last week. Uh, so, But we're still going to read this. This is on fox4now.com. Uh, in, Co in Cape Coral, Florida, it says a Cape Coral homeowner is still shaken after coming face-to-face -face with several gunmen late Monday night. Unfortunately for the burglars, what they stole led police to them. Let's read on. The Cape Coral, is it Cape Coral or Cape Coral? I'm going to assume it's Cape Coral. The Cape Coral homeowner says he's shocked that a simple mistake of not locking a door almost cost his grandson and friends their lives. Yeah, you should lock your doors. Um, they were playing video games on the couch when masked men entered through an unlocked door and forced the teens onto the floor of the bedroom, the gunmen leaving furniture ripped up and knocked over. The criminals were able to take off with electronics, including, wait for it, a PlayStation, MacBook computer, and an iPhone. I bet you can guess where this is going. But the GPS on the iPhone allowed police to track the criminals down just minutes after dialing 9-1. Police pulled over the car the suspects <laughs> fled in just blocks from the home. <laughs> so they didn't get far. Quote, smart devices that are location aware really help us in solving crimes. It's just rare to see one that enables us to do it in the moment. Usually it's after the fact. This was what is... This was as it was happening, said Sergeant Dana Costin with the Cape Coral Police Department. The homeowner believes his grandson has now learned his lesson to always lock the door behind him. Raymond West, Malik Cruz, and a 17-year-old are each facing armed burglary and grand theft charges. Uh, we learned a few things from this. Lock your door. Especially if you're just sitting around playing some video games and you have expensive stuff all over the place. Lock your door. Doors come with locks for a reason. Secondly... Don't steal, but if you are going to steal, don't steal an iPhone because they have that find your iPhone thing that will allow the police to find you just blocks away. 
Don't steal any phone. Don't steal any, any phone. phone is a bad idea. Don't steal, period. But that's yes. our, that is our dummy of the week. If I may, if I may, I think... Uh, I know that the last two dummies of the week have revolved around theft. Um... But I mean, goodness, how silly! How silly can people get? If you had just left the phone, and walked away with just the MacBook and the console, you'd be in great shape. I mean, at least, at least operating under the premise that oh, if I take this phone, they're going to constantly call me, and that's going to be annoying. They should have <laughs> left the phone there. I don't know what. Maybe they thought they could erase everything, get it unlocked, and then use it or sell it. But I mean, that's just stupid. That's our dummy of the week, boys and girls. Yeah. And what a dummy it was. Well, now we're on to the next little segment of the show, which uh, we like to call Legalese. Legalese! Um, <laughs> sometimes this revolves around uh, lawsuits that are going on right now that might shape the future of gaming. Sometimes, like for example, last week it revolved around uh, um, some uh, important video game uh, lawsuits that have shaped where we are. This one is a little bit different. Uh, it's less about shaping and a little bit more about putting some money in your pocket. Mm. Specifically, if you happened to have been the owner of a PS3. Mr. Nice Guy, did you happen to purchase a PS3? I did not. I borrowed oh. one to play some good games, but I did not purchase one. Well, if anybody out there happens to have uh, happened to have purchased a PlayStation 3 between the years of 2006 and 2010, this would have been the thicker version, the fatter Correct. version of the PS3. You may be entitled to some money from Sony as part of a class action lawsuit. Ooh. Let me explain. Back in uh, back in the uh, later 2000s, um, on those thick PS3s, there was an option for your operating system, and you could select uh, you could select other operating system um, in the settings so that you could install Linux onto that uh, onto that PlayStation 3. Uh, they removed that later on uh, through an update, and there was a lawsuit that was held, a class action lawsuit that claimed that uh, PlayStation, that Sony didn't need to remove the ability to put other lawsuit, uh, other uh, operating systems on there, and that some people, some PlayStation owners, were actively harmed by uh, PlayStation's removal of the option to install the Linux operating system onto this. I'm a little bit dubious about these claims. Yeah, how were they However, harmed? Nonetheless, however, nonetheless, uh, after going back and forth about it, um, PlayStation Three, the or sorry, Sony has agreed to settle the class action lawsuit out of court. Um, and if you happened to be someone who had a thick, a fat PlayStation Three, and you had Linux installed on your uh, on your PS3 before they removed that option then you are entitled to something like $60 as part of the class action lawsuit. That's if, a video game. If you go and fill out the paperwork for it. However, even if the only thing you did was buy one of those fat PS3s between 2006 and 2010, then you can go ahead, fill out the same paperwork, and you will get a whopping $9. Wow, bruh. That's, so, that's lunch, maybe. Yeah, yeah, if you want if you want a mostly free lunch or if you want a mostly free game, just spend your time to go and fill out the uh, the paperwork um 
of this class action lawsuit, and you can get some of that sweet, sweet money. Money, 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 money. Indeed. <laughs> Talk about mean, 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 mean green. <laughs> Almighty dollar. <laughs> and so there you go. There's your legalese for the day. Awesome. Love it, guys. Uh, yeah, if anyone did, did uh, does go through and do this, let us know and let us know if it works or if, uh, if they try to dispute it. I'm curious. Uh, now, Mac, where are we at in the show? Have we talked about everything we need to talk about? Well, you know, we've gotten through the uh, the majority of the things that we have. However, we still do have some time, Mr. Nice Guy, to talk about what we've been playing, what we've been watching. Yeah, let's do it. And uh, so, guys, we talk about Netflix. We talk about what we've uh, been playing, what we've been watching. Real quick, uh, for those of you who may have joined us late, once again, this is Two Nerds in a Pod, the nerdiest podcast in the universe. Episode 4, even though I forgot to update the uh, the skin, it says episode three. This is episode four. Um, we do this once a week, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and we are officially on iTunes. So go hit us up at Two Nerds in a Pod on iTunes. Subscribe. Leave a rating. We'd really appreciate it. Let us know if you do it. We'd really appreciate that. Now, as far as what we've been playing and what we've been watching, Mac, is it cool if I start with what I have been playing, my friend? Absolutely, Mr. Nice Guy. The floor is yours. Awesome, man. So I've been playing the same stuff that I've been playing. I've been playing a lot of NBA 2K, uh, playing the My Team, playing the Park. Uh, completed Actually, this past week I completed Domination, which is a mode where you go through, you play each NBA team, you open cards, you get packs, and then you unlock Historic Domination and you get to do it all over again. It's a grind. So I finished the first version. I'm a couple games into Historic Domination, really enjoying it, building up my team. I'm addicted, trying to build a really, really good team without spending any cash, you know, just, just grinding and playing. So I'm really enjoying that. Um, I also did play some Overwatch this week. Uh, played the Halloween Horde mode that they have unlocked temporarily. I think that they did a really good job with that. Uh, and additionally, I'm, I'm working on finishing up Uncharted 4. So those are my three current games. Now, my kids, my boys, Mr. Nice Guy Jr., excuse me, we call him Little Nice Guy and Littler Nice Guy, uh, have really been getting into gaming. So we hooked up the Super Nintendo, we found a permanent spot for it, and we've been playing a lot of Donkey Kong Country 2, which is one of my favorite childhood games ever. Um, we're having a blast. Uh, every day when I get home, we play it, and uh, and I've been loving it. So that's it for me. How about you, Mac? Well, as far as what I've been playing lately, um, I've been playing some Left 4 Dead. I uh, On the PC? I've, yep, on the PC. I've been playing some Left 4 Dead on the PC. I'm definitely going to keep playing Left 4 Dead on the PC. I just, it's such a solid game, beginning to end. Uh, additionally, I, uh, this, over the past week, you know, since we spoke last, since we were here last, I beat Legend of Zelda 2. The side scrolling action RPG, Legend of Zelda 2. I have beaten it. I didn't, I didn't believe it was even possible. Um, it was kind of crazy. The cryptic hints, the craziness, it took me the better part of, you know, a month of my streaming time to actually get done with it, but I did it. I'm proud of you. Um, I'm proud of you. Thank you, Mr. Nice Guy. And, and so I've been uh, continuing the Zelda franchise by playing Link to the Past for the first time ever on my own. Um, I have seen bits and pieces of Link to the Past played, Wait, but this you, is the first time. Hmm? This is your first time playing it? 
Well, the thing of it is, Mr. Nice Guy, is that I didn't have a Super Nintendo growing up. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not I, judging. Yeah. No worries, no worries. I had no access to the whole library except for a good friend of mine who lived across the street. He was also the friend who I mentioned with the importing gold and silver from Japan. Hmm. Um, we did that together, and he would play games on uh, on Super Nintendo, and I would sometimes join him when they were two players. And when they were first, you know, one-player games, I would even just watch. And that was... That you know that was good enough for me. I I was I was doing the Twitch thing before Twitch was even a thing. Watching. There you go. Yeah. Nice. So um so uh, so yeah so I'm continuing through the Zelda franchise and it's a heck of a lot of fun. I'm glad to hear it. Now shall we double up and let you also go first with what you're watching on TV? I'd be happy to, Mr. Nice Guy. As for what I've been watching, um I've been watching a show called Jane the Virgin. Um, which I know I've mentioned it uh, before, but it's it's on Netflix. Seasons one and two are up there. What's fun about Jane the Virgin is that if you can rem- imagine a daytime soap opera, right? Okay. And let's pretend that the daytime soap opera is going on, going on from here. This is what's going on. Okay. And then Jane the Virgin is the same storyline, but focusing on the non-essential people of the same storyline, I think is the kind of the best way to describe it. So you've got Jane, who winds up getting pulled into this uh, this storyline. It'll go to this where, you know, we have people with, uh, with twins, a secret twin, who's, uh, you know, who, who shows up, and uh, because she works, Jane works at this hotel where all this stuff is going on. Interesting. And then it goes back and, you know, follows her to her house, and she's hanging out with her family, and of course there's drama. Of course there's, like, normal person drama. And then she'll wind up going to work and getting involved with all this stuff with, like, who killed who? Um, who's responsible for this? Who's trying to take over the company? Oh. Um, who has forged whose signature on this that and the other and it has some brilliant narration uh it it kind of has the same narration style as um as uh uh, arrested development okay yeah yeah. Um, so this is is a comedy yeah it's absolutely a it's absolutely a dramedy i would say uh because there are certainly moments where it plays up the dramedy but it's really really fun so jane the virgin i've been enjoying it um even if you're not a big fan of dramas it's it's more toward the comedy side than the drama, which is fun um, and uh, good and lighthearted. Of course, Star Trek Next Generation, my go-to. If I'm ever not sure what to watch, that's what I watch. And then last, I, I had this one recommended to me. It's called The Grinder. What's it about? Um, it's uh, It stars. It stars. Um, oh, gosh. It, uh, now I can't remember either of their names. Um, dang it. Uh did you ever watch The West Wing? A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, a uh, beautiful McBeautifulerson. Um, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton recently said we need to get everybody on his health care system because it looks because be- he looks gorgeous. Um, dang it! Oh, the I- dude Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Thank and the you. The only reason I was able to figure that out is because of Google. I just googled yeah. it, and I know Galvatron. Rob Lowe from Parks and Recreation. Bless you, Galvatron. Rob Lowe and Fred Savage. I'm sorry, guys. This is what happens. This is what happens to me sometimes. But Rob Lowe and Fred Savage. Um, so the so Fred so Rob Lowe um, is a actor who's just finished his career playing the Grinder, who is a um, who is a lawyer, 
and he's just gone. He's the series is over. He's gone home uh, to spend some time with his family, who are real life lawyers. And he kind of keeps trying to involve himself in the legal practice because he spent the last eight years being a pretend lawyer on, on television. TV, sure. And so he keeps trying to involve himself and getting them into trouble. And it's kind of fun. It's kind of heartwarming. It's a little tropey. Wait it's a, a little So fun. is he like giving them legal advice like, well, when I experienced this on TV, we just hid the body. Yes, at certain moments he is, but also he's like showing up and somebody like his brother will be seeing clients and he'll, you know, and he'll say stuff. Do you really want to let it go at this? Do you just want to take the money and go, huh? Or do you do you want to roll the dice? Because the grinder (laughs) doesn't settle. And then they'll be like, yeah, yeah, we want to fight this. And his brother's like, no, you will lose. Take the deal. Take the plea bargain. Yeah, and it's 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 funny stuff like that. And so far, I've only seen about two episodes. And like I said, pilot plus three is my minimum before I pass judgment, um, final judgment on a series. But so far, at pilot plus uh, plus one, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. You're talking about so, it. now? Is this a Netflix original? Uh, no, it's not a Netflix original. But uh, season one is up on Netflix, and. Uh, Cool. And yeah, and I try not to look at a series if it's still in production. I, I don't want to be disappointed. I, I just want to take the season as it comes. Understood. Fair enough. Cool. Well, that's what Max been. Now I'm just looking at some of the comments in the chat from what you guys said you're playing and watching this week. We have someone said Flash, Arrow, Luke Cage, and I've been playing Red Dead Redemption on my Xbox 360 and NBA 2K17. Another viewer said playing Guilty Gear uh, X Revelator. Watching Hush on Netflix, it's a home invasion horror movie with an original premise. See, now, I don't know if there's a such thing as a home invasion horror movie that's original, because I think that's kind of every home invasion horror movie. But I'm interested. I'm not a horror movie guy, but I I would check it out. Um, And someone just informed us that The Grinder was originally on Fox, but they canceled it after only one season. Fair enough. Now, as far as what I am watching this week, or what I was watching this week... Uh, same stuff as last week. We've gotten farther into Arrow. We've gotten farther into The Flash. And one thing that I added back into my TV arsenal is a show that's ended, but is a classic, and it's called The Office. And I never got through season eight and nine. So I went back, I finished season eight. I'm now about halfway into season nine, the final season. And it's still funny. I I can't think of another show... Um, in this day and age that was so consistently funny that didn't fall off after a few seasons. So, um, there, what about there, Seinfeld? Yeah, that's not recent though. That's why I said that. Cause I mean, there were other oh, shows okay. that were funny, like not that I support Bill Cosby, but like the Cosby show was still really, really funny. Um, for, for many years, the fresh Prince of Bel-Air still really, really funny. Um, for the whole time. But uh, a lot of shows, it's like the writers, you know, there's like a writer's strike or, or the, the mm-hmm. cast changes and people don't don't want to give their effort or there's negotiations with how much they should get paid per episode. And so you can tell that the, the actors and actresses are just kind of um, going at it half-heartedly. But I feel like The Office really um, stayed consistent and even after Michael left, they brought in other funny people. James Spader, for example, uh, came in and did an excellent job. And it's clear he's improvising many of his lines. And you know what's more, most impressive about his acting on that show is that he... I've seen him on Blacklist, and he's mm-hmm. much more serious. 
So to see him do something comedic shows that he has full range um, mm-hmm. of acting ability. So that's that's impressive to me. Uh, so that's what I've been watching this week, and that's pretty much it for me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, and that's it for me. Well, guys and girls, go ahead, Mac. No, I was going to say, everybody, much appreciated. Thank you for coming. Two Nerds in a Pod is uh, our favorite thing to do on Tuesday nights uh, between 8 p.m. Mountain Time and uh, 9 p.m. Mountain Time, a.k.a. 9 p.m. Central and 10 p.m. Central. Be here with you guys, talk about gaming news, talk about tech talk about really everything nerdy we've even been known to talk about comics especially the walking dead before. that's right which comes back this sunday we're gonna find Indeed. out who negan killed and i think i already know but we're gonna find out um guys for those of you real quick before we end it you guys are the best viewers on twitch you're the best community we could have ever asked for uh if you're listening to this on itunes we do the show live like max said on twitch.tv backslash two nerds in a pod every Tuesday at the times that he said, if you're watching it now and you missed old episodes, go check us out on iTunes at Two Nerds in a Pod and submit your viewer questions for next week. If you go hit up the iTunes, please subscribe, leave your feedback, uh, rate us, and we will see you guys next week. Now, I want to end the show with a rhyme, like always. So if someone asks you what your favorite podcast is, just smile and nod. Tell them it's Two Nerds in a Pod. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.